Hi, welcome to the Positive Health Vibes podcast, a series of fun, upbeat health, nutrition, and fitness chats. I'm your host, Shantae Allen, a certified fitness nutrition specialist and Pilates instructor. And today's topic is get ready for the hard truth about soft drinks. Dr. Pepper, Sprite, Cherry Coca-Cola, Mountain Dew, A&W Root Beer, Fanta, Pepsi, Crush, 7-Up, Mug Root Beer? Hmm, I'm surprised Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke didn't make the top 10, but that's the list according to a 2020 Ranger Shopping Best Soda Brands report. Bet you're not surprised Mountain Dew made the cut. It's like the official mascot of NASCAR race car driving. And the sport of skate and snow has a whole tour named after it called the Dew Tour, where it's majorly endorsed by skate and snow athletes drinking it while doing a 360. (laughs) Come on, like, where's the electrolytes beverage? Because despite Mountain Dew, Pepsi, and Sprite ranking in the top 10 best soda brands as a beverage, soda ranks the lowest when it comes to its health and nutritional value, and that's just one of the hard truths about soft drinks. Soft drinks. Where did the name soft drinks for soda come from anyway? You know, what's so soft about a drink that tingles as it goes down your throat? Well, according to history, soda, along with other carbonated beverages, were called soft drinks due to their low alcohol content in comparison to hard drinks. You know, like distilled alcoholic beverages like vodka. See, Soda, or soft drinks, were made from natural fermentation in order to get carbon dioxide into it to make it a carbonated beverage. But the little bit of alcohol that remains is so negligible that miners can drink it, which qualifies it as a soft drink, even if it's not all that healthy to drink. (laughs) Unlike a glass of pure water with fresh-squeezed lemon juice that hydrates your body and provides you with nutrients like vitamin C and potassium, soft drinks like soda are full of sugar. In fact, unless you're drinking a diet soda, one 12-ounce can of Fizzy Pop has more sugar than the American Heart Association's recommended daily limit. What's so unhealthy about drinking all that sugar in liquid form is that your body doesn't process the empty calories as well, which can easily lead to things like becoming addicted to sugar and overeating. One of the health risks associated with consuming too much sugar is insulin resistance. Insulin is a hormone secreted by the pancreas to help regulate the sugar and nutrients in your bloodstream. The more sugar you consume, the more your pancreas will release insulin into your bloodstream. When insulin levels spike too often, it can lead to a poor insulin response known as insulin resistance. That's a condition where your pancreas keeps producing more insulin to help lower your body's blood sugar levels. Over time, the result of insulin resistance may lead to a damaged pancreas and type 2 diabetes. A study on sugar consumption and diabetes in 175 countries found that for every 150 calories of sugar consumed per day, which is about the amount in one can of soda, the risk of type 2 diabetes increased by 1.1%. Another health study linked sugary drinks like soda to heart disease. 
A 20-year study in 40,000 men found that those who drank one sugary drink a day had a 20% higher risk of suffering a heart attack compared to men who rarely consume sugary drinks at all. Not surprising since excessive sugar intake is associated with weight gain, belly fat in particular. Cancer has also been linked to the excessive consumption of sugary drinks like soda. Based on a study in over 60,000 adults, those who consumed two or more sugary sodas a week were 87% more likely to develop pancreatic cancer than those who didn't drink soda at all. And postmenopausal women with this habit have a higher risk of developing endometrial cancer. Now, some may argue that for these very reasons, diet sodas or soft drinks are better for you. Well, unless you're sipping Diet Coke and Pepsi One, which are now being made with Splenda, you're drinking aspartame in most soda brands. Aspartame was made in 1965 and was approved in the United States by the FDA to be used in foods and beverages like soda in 1981. This artificial sweetener is more commonly known as Equal, NutraSweet, and Candoril, and is made of L-phenylalanine, L-aspartic acid, and methanol. And it's actually about 200 times sweeter than sucrose, which is table sugar. Multiple studies have been done on aspartame since the 1980s, and the concern has been on the neurological effects of aspartame. For example, the National Institutes of Health AARP Diet and Health Study observed hundreds of thousands of Americans for 10 years and discovered an increased risk of depression among older adults who consumed too many sweetened beverages. The same association was found with aspartame. Further observation of the neurological effects of aspartame with those who suffer from mental illness and mood disorders led to researchers' conclusion that individuals with mood disorders are particularly sensitive to aspartame and its use in this population should be discouraged. Hmm. The aspartame in sugary soft drinks like soda is also associated with multiple myeloma and consuming it while pregnant has been linked to premature birth. Otherwise, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration reports the use of aspartame as a general purpose sweetener is safe. Hmm. So then, how does diet soda, artificially sweetened with aspartame, differ from non-diet soda? Say, for instance, ones that contain sucralose, which is chlorinated sucrose derivative commonly known as Splenda. That's right, a sucrose derivative plus chlorine that is 400 to 700 times sweeter than sucrose is the sucralose sweetener known as Splenda. Well, the idea of enjoying a diet soda without the health risk associated with a regular sugary soda is to drink it by itself. As long as the artificially sweetened soda is enjoyed by itself and not too close to eating a carbohydrate, the metabolism usually doesn't experience a negative effect. This was further researched by Dana Small, an author and neuropsychologist who directs the Modern Diet and Physiology Research Center at Yale University, who says, the question people ask me is, okay, so this means that I can have my diet soda if I drink it by itself, but how long do I have to wait? Dana says, we don't know that yet. 
What we do know is that it's not uncommon for those who consume diet sodas to justify eating extra calories elsewhere in their diets. But on a positive note, sucralose has a much less negative effect on glucose or insulin levels. But this may vary by the individual. Soda pop starting to fizzle out yet? Seltzer water, unsweetened tea or herbal tea, or that pure glass of water with fresh squeezed lemon juice are certainly nice soft drink alternatives. You get the idea. To learn more about soft drinks and healthier beverage alternatives, links to health studies mentioned in this podcast, or to schedule a complimentary nutrition consultation with me, send an email to Shantae, that's C-H-A-N-T-A-Y, at OceansideNutritionPilates.com. Thanks for listening to the Positive Health Vibes podcast. Tune in weekly and be inspired to enjoy a healthier lifestyle.